The Productive Woman, Episode 189. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we'll be talking about productivity for new moms. But if you are not a new mom, if maybe like me, your kids are grown and and out in the world, I hope you'll stick around anyway and listen to the things that we're going to talk about, because I would love it if you would offer your suggestions and tips and encouragement for the new moms in our community. And I'll give you an opportunity to do that later on. In the meantime, you will find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 189. Before we get started, I also want to ask for your help with something else. Uh, As you're listening to this, if you're listening when it first comes out, it's May of 2018, and we're coming up on a couple milestones for The Productive Woman. In particular, July is a big month for the podcast and for me as the podcast host. We'll be reaching our four-year anniversary in July, and we'll also publish episode 200, which I'm going to have some things to say about that in the coming weeks, but... The bottom line is I want to celebrate those milestones, but I also want to thank those of you who listen, who've been part of this community over the past four years. Among other things, I think I've mentioned before, I will be announcing in the coming weeks a giveaway that we'll be doing in July to sort of celebrate and thank you. So be watching for that. But I also am planning to do some special episodes in July uh, to, again, acknowledge these milestones that we've reached. And one of those I've decided will be an Ask Me Anything episode. This is your chance to ask me any questions you might have for me. Uh, certainly questions about productivity, but whatever questions you have that you'd like to ask me, whether it's about productivity, about the podcast, about me, my family, about, I don't know, the meaning of life, whatever questions you'd like to ask, you can email your questions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or there's another option. You can click on the voice message button on the website. It's over on the right-hand sidebar on the homepage of the website, and you can record your question and and ask it there. Now, I might play your question on the podcast if you do it that way, so you'll want to keep it short, you know, just something, you know, like, Like, hi, this is Susie from San Antonio. My question is, and whatever your question is, and uh, I'll get that recording and I can incorporate that. So whether you want to email your questions, send them via a voice message, or, you know, you can record a voice memo on your phone for that matter and email it to me at that feedback at theproductivewoman.com email address. I will answer as many of those questions as I can in that episode Uh, Now, assembling the questions and preparing for that episode is going to take a little time, so please be sure to get your questions to me by June 10th 
of 2018. If you're listening to this in 2019 or after July of 2018, sorry, it's too late to give those questions, but you can email me anyway. Uh, But for, if you want to ask me a question that I answer in that upcoming episode, please get those questions to me by June 10th. And I'll look forward to hearing from you and seeing what you want to know. All right, let's get into the topic of this episode, which is productivity for new moms. Uh, this is this episode really was inspired by a couple of things. Questions that were asked in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, but also uh, inspired by some new moms that I know personally. For instance, my newest daughter-in-law is due to have her and my son's first baby shortly after this episode is published. Coincidentally, my assistant who works with me on putting the podcast together and doing various things is also expecting a, a baby due, this is her and her husband's second baby due shortly after this episode airs. So knowing that these young women are expecting their babies being part of their lives has got me reminiscing about my own life as a new mom and some of the experiences that I had. So in this episode, I thought I would share a few tips from my experience, uh, particularly for those early weeks as a new mom but uh, I'll be defining mo- a, a new mom as as a mom during that first year of your baby's life. So some of the tips will be, a lot of it will be targeted to those early weeks, but I'll have some things to say about uh, later on in that first year. And as I said, I'll be sharing some of my thoughts, some of my tips, some things that worked for me, but I would love to hear yours. So if you're listening to this and you've been through that experience of being a new mom, whether a first-time new mom or you know a new a mom of a new baby later on, um, I would love to have your tips. So email those comments, those tips, those ideas to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I'll find ways to share those with the community going forward. Or you can just share them if in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, if you're a, a member of that group. That way you can help provide support for the new moms in the community. And I'd love to get your ideas as well. So what is my background? I've talked a little bit about this probably in the past, but personally, I have given birth five times. Our our last two were born at home with the help of a midwife. So we have five now adult kids and several grandchildren For a few years before law school, when my kids were younger, I taught childbirth classes and labor-assisted. So I have always loved being around pregnant moms, new moms, and helping them in in that adjustment and that amazing time of life. And so that's kind of the background that I come from in talking about this, both my own experiences giving birth and and raising five kids, but also working with moms when I was teaching childbirth classes. So that's where the the background for some of the tips that I'll offer some of my experiences. What are some of the productivity challenges of new motherhood? Well, you know, if anybody who's been through it can rattle off a list of them and there's any number of things. For instance, if you've given birth as opposed to adopting, because, you know, new moms come about in lots of different ways, but if you've 
given birth, your body is recovering from childbirth. And there are lots of hormonal changes during those early weeks, lots of things going on with your body. And that can raise challenges for your productivity in the sense of getting things done. If you're breastfeeding, that places special demands on your body and on your time. Uh, and so that you know is a, can be a challenge for being productive in the sense that we usually think about it. Um, interrupted sleep is a big one, a big challenge for new moms. The, the fatigue and just the brain fog that comes from uh, getting interrupted in uh, you know, more than once usually in the night and not really getting a good solid night's sleep because babies wake up a lot in the night. Uh, another challenge is just that while small babies do usually sleep a lot in the first weeks, but they also need a lot of attention. There are frequent feedings, frequent diaper changes, just time they need to be held and cuddled and loved on. And, you know, that takes time away from other things you might have been doing. You might have additional visitors during those early weeks if family comes to stay or comes to see the baby. Uh, you, you're probably adjusting to new routines and just general changes in the family dynamic that come from having a new baby in the household. And those can really raise some challenges for your productivity. If you have older children, they may need a little extra attention in those early weeks after the baby arises, arrives, you know, depending on how old they are, uh, but that can take some of your time. And, and frankly, you may just want to spend a lot of time rocking and snuggling that new baby and watching them sleep. And, and that may be more interesting to you than some of the other things you might otherwise be spending time with. Another big challenge for productivity um, for new moms is that it seems like nowadays babies come with so much stuff. There's just all the stuff, the paraphernalia, the, 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 you know, all the stuff that comes with new babies, lots and lots of diapers, of course, and all the tiny little clothes and the doodads and the, the pieces of equipment and the crib and all the bags and, and the packs and all that stuff. There's just all this extra stuff that comes into your house often with new babies. And we'll talk a little bit about that in just a minute, but um, you know, that can be raise a challenge for productivity in the sense of it's all got to be taken care of. It's all got to be managed and it, it can be cluttering up your home and making you a little crazy. Um, and then when you go back to work, there's another adjustment to be made if, if you go back to work. Often we feel torn and distracted during those times. Um, when we're at work, we're thinking about the baby. When we're at home, we're worrying about work. Uh, that's been a, an experience that lots and lots of new moms have dealt with. And, uh, you know, it, it raises issues and challenges for being as productive either at home or at work. So those are just some of the things that I thought about that are some of the productivity challenges of new motherhood. So it it's worth thinking about and talking about ways we can address some of those things and get through and enjoy this experience of becoming a mom or becoming a mom again and, and having a new baby in our household. So I thought I'd just share some general tips for 
making the most of that time, uh, being productive in the sense of getting the things done that matter to you, the things that are most important to you, and also making sure that you're staying focused on the things that are, are most important to you. So the first tip that I would have is to plan ahead. If you're listening to this and you haven't had your baby yet, you're in the, whatever stage of pregnancy you might be in or waiting for the, uh, you know, you're waiting for the adoption to go through that sort of thing. There are things you can do to plan ahead. And, and so this comes to the 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 question of thinking ahead. What are the things you can do before the baby comes to make life simpler and more peaceful after? And so for pregnant women, a lot of times, you know, the first trimester is challenging. You're tired, maybe not feeling well, but usually sometime in the second trimester, you have kind of a surge of energy. And then toward the end, you have a, a lot of women have a, a little bit of a nesting instinct and so take advantage of that energy, that instinct, and what, and think about some things you could do ahead of time to make life a little more simpler after. Use some of that time ahead of time to declutter, to go through your home a little bit and, and get rid of things that you don't need that are taking up space and taking up energy because the less we have in our homes, uh, the less we have to deal with or clean or maintain or move or store or all those things. So now might be a great time to do some decluttering, especially knowing that a lot of times when you have a new baby, as as I've mentioned earlier, they come with stuff, the things that you've bought, gifts that people have brought. And so you might as well make some space for those things now thinking ahead to how, how can you minimize the amount of time you have to spend cleaning up after things once the baby comes. Another thing you can do ahead of time is some meal prep. Maybe do some cooking and freeze things ahead that you can use for quick and healthy meals after the baby comes. So even if it's just, you know, browning up a bunch of hamburger and maybe packaging some of it as taco meat and some of it for other things, having it uh, or, or ground turkey or whatever your family likes to eat, but cooking it up ahead of time, packaging it in kind of meal-sized portions and putting those in the freezer so there's something you can pull out quickly or or chicken breasts that you cook ahead of time or soups, whatever your family likes that can be frozen Think about doing some of that ahead of time. And then don't get so much stuff. I, I'm coming back to that. Babies don't actually need a lot of that paraphernalia. The, the, and the less you have, the less you have to clean up or walk around when it's cluttering up your home. So think about that a little bit. So another piece of, of planning ahead is getting back to the food thing, because that's something that, you know, it takes time and thought uh, that maybe you'd rather not spend time and thought on uh, after your baby comes. So plan simple meals for those first few weeks. Think about what meals you can have, depending on what season it is. Maybe, you know, lots of salads or if it's the summertime or soups, if it's fall or winter, but plan simple things that you can cook quickly and stock up on the essentials. Do your grocery shopping ahead of time so that you have stocked up on the staples that you need for cooking those simple meals. Uh, healthy snacks for yourself, for your older children, if you have them, and things like toilet paper and paper towels and, and, you know, all those little essentials that we need in the house. If you stock up a little bit ahead of time, that will avoid the need for either you to go grocery shopping after 
the after you come home with the baby or you know finding somebody to go and the other thing that i'd put under the category of planning ahead is thinking about your budget and can you set aside some money maybe reallocate it from something else in your budget for a cleaning lady to come a few times after the baby comes because it would be nice to have that help to not have to to worry about cleaning things up and to be able to just relax and enjoy your baby in a clean home if that's something you can do uh, maybe consider doing that and, and lining that up ahead of time so planning ahead i think is an important way tool for being productive as a new mom. The second thing I'd say is go for convenience whenever you can. Kind of think about how your house is laid out and uh, the things that you're going to need to do when the baby comes. And maybe you've got a two-story home and the nursery is upstairs near near your bedroom or not near your bedroom, but it's on a different floor than the main living areas or uh, there are various places in the home where you might be with the baby after the baby comes home and have a basket or a a bag or a drawer in those spaces nearby, near the spaces where you might spend time with the baby and have that basket or bag or drawer stocked with essentials like some diapers, some wipes, maybe a change of onesies uh, in case there's a little accident, maybe some snacks for you. But some of those things that you keep handy, so if you're going to be hanging out in the living room during the day, have those things there so they're near at hand instead of having to to run to a different area of the house if the baby needs changed. Um, So go for convenience on that. Use delivery services, whether it's something like Instacart to pick up groceries that you need, um, pizza for a quick dinner one night, anything else that in your community can be delivered. Check that out. Use those services. Make your life a little more convenient. And in terms of just being uh, peaceful after the baby comes, one of the things I really recommend is that to have an area where you, maybe where you're going to want to sit and feed the baby that is set up as a really peaceful and restful area, however that works out for you, but a comfortable chair, you know, a table that you can put a drink uh, on, a drink, a glass of water, a lamp if you want to read a little bit, but that area that's kept tidy so that even if you can't or don't want to try to keep up with the house, keeping the house clean after the baby comes, you've got one area that you can go to that's clean and tidy and comfortable. And if you're lucky, located where you kind of can't see the rest of the mess of the house and you can just sit and relax and not be thinking about the things that need to be done. This idea, and I I, I don't know if I'm articulating it very well, but the inspiration for that came from something that happened when our third child was born. The day that I went into the hospital to have him, we were supposed to be moving from the house we lived in to another house. I want to say it was maybe 45 minutes away, you know, 45 miles away. Um, And we're moving into a big old Victorian home that we bought in this small community north of Omaha, which is where we lived at the time. And the house had been really neglected and run down. It was a 
big, huge, hundred plus year old home, and we were excited to have it. But it needed it was a fixer upper, um, and it was you know it needed a lot of cleaning and a lot of just a lot of work. And uh, the day we were supposed to move, I ended up going into the hospital to have the baby. So our friends who had, you know, we had lined up to have friends help us load the truck and drive out there with us and unload things. They ended up doing it all pretty much without us because Mike was at the hospital with me. And, um, and so things kind of just got put wherever in the house. And I was dreading bringing my new baby home to that house that I knew was going to be just a mess um, and, you know, a little bit of postpartum, post-baby blues, I kind of cried all the way, the whole 45-minute drive uh, from the hospital to to the house. And um, what I found when I got there was the disaster I expected, except that my husband had, you know, in the day or two that I was at the hospital, had gone in and had cleaned out the living room area and placed my chair where I would sit to nurse the baby with a table and and a footstool and a lamp and everything I needed and located it where I couldn't see anything that was a mess. He had moved everything out of that room and located the chair so that I, from, from my vantage point in that chair, when I would sit and rock the baby, everything looked in order. And he knew that I would stress out if I was sitting there and seeing a mess. And it was such a, it was such a thoughtful thing to do. And it made such a huge difference that even though things were crazy around the house, I had this one place that I could go that was tidy and comfortable and peaceful. And it made things a lot easier for me. And so I encourage you to think about that um, for yourself. Where where will you want to sit and, and snuggle with your baby? And can you make that a real kind of an oasis for you, no matter what else is going on in the house? So going for convenience, I guess, and comfort is important. To that point, um, my third tip or or thought about all of this is the importance of self-care. And, you know, we, we talk about this on and off on the show and in the community about how important it is. And it is important for us as women to take care of ourselves. People are counting on us and we can't be our best for them if we don't take care of ourselves. And so it's important all the time, but it's especially important in these early days after you've had a baby or adopted a baby, you've brought a new baby home, especially in those first few weeks, nothing is more important than taking care of yourself and your baby and your other kids, of course, if you have them. So house cleaning, work, entertaining, all those things can wait. It's important to to take care of yourself. What does that mean? Well, first of all, rest when the baby naps. And I, as I said, I used to teach childbirth classes and, and labor assist and work with new moms. And I always encourage them that when the baby naps is not the time to get up and start cleaning house, especially in those early weeks, lie down and rest or, you know, get in your comfortable chair with a cup of something warm to drink or cold if it's summertime, and a book, and just relax. Rest when your baby naps in those early weeks. 
get a shower and put on some comfortable clothes. Um, you know, I, I, it's, there's some, there's some advantage in the early days to just staying in your, in your jammies, uh, so that if people drop by, they remember, Hey, I just had a baby. I'm, I'm tr- rec- recovering and relaxing and adjusting to being a mom. But, uh, you know, you, I think you're going to feel better if you get a shower, even if it's a quick one, and put on something comfortable that ma- you that makes you feel good. It's it's about comfort more than fashion at this point. But wear what makes you feel good. Um, have some things there that you can wear that kind of fit your post baby body if you've given birth, uh, but that are comfortable and that that make you feel good about yourself. So that's, I think, part of self-care. Have a glass of water or something whenever you sit down to feed the baby. And I would say it's especially important if you're breastfeeding, but it's important anyway. It's a good uh, time to make sure that you are taking care of yourself while you're taking care of the baby and make sure that you eat well. It's real easy in those early days, especially when you're adjusting and you're not getting a lot of sleep and you're trying to take care of everything else to, it's easy to forget to eat well, but it's important that you take care of yourself. The fourth thought that I have about this tip, if you want to call it that, is to accept help when it's offered and ask for it when it's not. And I think this is so important. We, we've talked about this before on other episodes just in general about how difficult it is a lot of times for us to ask for help. But it's really important. It's important all the time, but it's especially important now. There may be people, especially if you're a member of a church or a community where, you know, families support each other and help each other out, you know, people may come and lots of people want to hold the baby. But what you need help with is meals, uh, house cleaning, caring for or doing fun things with your older kids, running errands, those sorts of things. Uh, If people offer to help or ask, how can I help? Be willing to say, how about this? I'd love it if you'd bring us a casserole, or I'd love it if somebody could clean, you know, our bathroom, or I'd love it if somebody would take my older kids to McDonald's for a treat or, you know, whatever, or if somebody could pick up the dry cleaning, whatever things you need, when someone offers to help, be willing to say, this is what I need. And if nobody offers, then reach out and ask for it. Certainly your spouse uh, should be, normally will be asking, but don't be afraid to speak up and ask for it. And that kind of goes to, there's, there's a couple of pieces of this, asking for help, accepting it when it's offered not being too proud and not saying, oh no, we're fine. Unless you really are. If you've, if you're comfortable and happy with the way things are and you don't want to, you know, other people in there doing stuff for you, then that's perfectly okay. But if there are things that need to be done and you, you feel like you can't, when somebody offers, let them help that you've, you're doing something good for yourself. You're doing something good for them because we like to help. Uh, on that same point or a related point during these early weeks and even in the first year and and beyond, don't be afraid to say no when people suggest events or ask for you to do something. It's always important for us to be able to say no when it's appropriate, but it's more so now. Think about what 
what is the best use of your time and energy and attention and be willing to say no to everything else. On the other hand, don't be afraid to speak up when you need something, whether it's rest or support or company, whatever it is, asking for help doesn't mean you're weak or incompetent. It means you're human and allowing other people to help is a good thing. It's good, as I've said just a minute ago, it's good for them, it's good for you. So don't be afraid to speak up. If you need a nap, if you need some somebody to talk to, if you need someone to come over and just hang out, speak up and ask for it. Uh, and, and that's going to make this adjustment in this new phase of your life so much easier and so much better. A lot of these things that I've been talking about are, are I'm, I'm really thinking about the early weeks uh, with a new baby, but the, the challenges of motherhood and new motherhood go on after those first weeks or months. And so a couple of things that I thought about uh, when you get past the kind of early weeks is to ease back into things at your own pace and not anybody else's. Just because your best friend was, you know, out jogging a week after she had the baby or was, you know, coordinating the the PTA bake sale when her baby was a month old or whatever, doesn't mean you have to be doing those things. So as you start to recover if you've given birth or get more adjusted to the new routines with the baby... Add those other things back into your life at your own pace when you're ready, regardless of what anybody else does. And then use the productivity tools that we talk about in on this show all the time to be efficient and effective in how you use your time. So, you know, creating lists, using lists to of the things you need to do, things you need to buy, whatever. It's very easy to forget things when you're distracted or tired. So, you know, using using your to-do list as a repository for those things. So you don't forget things and you don't worry about forgetting things. Using the routines, setting those up and, and, and following those morning and evening routines. Adjust them as you need to, but keep the essentials of what are good routines, whatever your routines may have been before the baby came. Still have time for yourself uh, to get your head right before the day starts, even if it's only five minutes, but try to make that time as a part of your morning routine to sit with a cup of coffee or tea or whatever you like and just get your thoughts together. Time for your spouse, time with, you know, your older kids, whatever your morning routines are, try to keep the key elements of those going as you adjust to having a new baby in the house. Uh, For evening routines, one of the things that I think as as the baby gets older and you're getting more adjusted, spending a few minutes in the evening doing a quick, uh, just a quick pickup, you know, tidy the living areas, load the dishwasher, maybe wipe off the counters real quick, uh, tidy up the bathroom, throw a load of laundry in. Uh, Definitely think about setting out your clothes and if you have older kids, their clothes the night before. All those sorts of things will make your mornings go more more smoothly. So make use of those kinds of routines to keep 
the momentum going to keep things moving smoothly. And I will say there's no reason you should be doing all this yourself if you have another adult or older kids in the house. Get them involved. You know, most likely you'll need to initiate it because most of the time, uh, and we've talked about this um, recently even in the Having It All episode, most of the time the woman of the house cares more about these things, about things being tidy or whatever, than than maybe the others in the house do. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly okay. Uh, but still get them involved, uh, ask for their help, make it quick. I'm just, ta- I'm not talking about doing a deep clean at 10 o'clock at night, but before bed, just spending no more than 10 minutes to just buzz around and, and pick things up. is going to make getting up in the morning and, and it more pleasant and make the day more go- morning go more smoothly. Um, so Using all the various productivity tools that we've talked about, lists, routines, priorities uh, for your own time, and and those priorities should be yours and not anybody else's. Um, Another thing after those first weeks or months to think about in, in terms, especially after you like go back to work, think about ways to make your life go more smoothly. If you have the resources, the financial resources to to do so, hire some help, whether it's a cleaning lady who comes in once a week or every other week, uh, maybe a high schooler or a college student to be kind of a mother's helper, uh, to run errands or maybe do carpool sometimes or pick up the dry cleaning or pick up groceries for you. You can often find somebody who will help with those sorts of things for not a ton of money. And we've talked about some of the services before where you can find someone if your finances will allow you to do this. Consider also delivery services, like whether it's Amazon Prime or Amazon Fresh, Instacart, any of those kinds of things that will get things delivered so you don't have to take time out of your schedule. Whether you're, you've gone back to work or not, there are maybe better uses of your time than running these kinds of errands. So if you can get things delivered, um, and usually the pricing's pretty pretty minimal to get delivery. So check into those uh, what options are available to you in your community. And you know, again, the tools that we use generally uh, for for productivity, for getting the things done we care about, uh, are especially applicable once you are a new mom. Automate what you can, delegate what you can, defer push things off to a different stage of life. Stay focused on what matters most to you. Don't worry about what others do or think. What matters is that you're content with the way things are done in your household and that your most important priorities for that phase of your life are are guiding how you organize your day and your week and your months. And so use all those tools now, everything that we've talked about on this show for the last, you know, almost four years is very relevant here. And the most important thing, I guess I would say the number one tip for new moms is the number one tip I would give to all of us every day. And that's to give yourself grace. Don't assume that this stuff should all come naturally or that there's something wrong with you if you feel like you're not keeping up or you're, you know, you're crying a lot because that happens <laughs> to new moms or you just feel like you don't know what's what you're doing and that everybody else has it figured out. 
Give yourself some grace. It's a huge adjustment to become a new mom. And unlike prior generations, I think today's new moms likely didn't grow up with babies around and and sort of learning by osmosis how to care for them. I'm the oldest of six kids. And when I was, I want to say 13, my, my mom had her fifth child. And so I learned how to change diapers. I learned how to care for babies because I had a little sister around to to practice on. Uh, a lot of us don't have those experiences. And, and so it's a big adjustment. Give yourself some grace and give yourself some time to make that adjustment. Don't expect to have a spotless home and a perfect post-baby body and happy kids and happy spouse and sane you. The only things that really matter are those last ones. If your kids are happy and healthy and you're sane and happy, the, the rest of it we can figure out, you know? I guess that's my what I would encourage new moms and, and really all of us, but especially if you're a new mom, a first-time mom, don't try to be super mom. Nobody expects you to be, at least nobody worth having in your life expects you to be super mom who can do it all, doesn't need any help, has the perfect house, is, you know, back in her skinny jeans 20 minutes after giving birth and, and you know, hosting parties at the house and all of that. Nobody expects you to do all that. And trying to do it all is a recipe for burnout, for depression, even physical illness. So so be honest with yourself and others. Acknowledge your limits, and we all have them. Say no when you need to. Ask for help when you need to. And, you know, if you're, I, I think, I want to, I hadn't really planned this, but I was just thinking about what I said a minute ago about if you find yourself crying all the time or crying frequently, that's real common for new moms. But if you feel like you're, and I want to make sure I say this right. If, if you feel like it's all too much for you and you feel like crying all the time, if, or a lot, you know, talk to somebody there is, you know, postpartum depression is a real thing. And there is help for it. There, I, Surround yourself with people who will support you and who will help you through a, a what is a really challenging uh, adjustment to becoming a new mom. It's a wonderful thing, but it doesn't feel wonderful every minute of every day. Um, or maybe, you know, maybe some of you are listening and thinking, what is she talking about? It was awesome from moment one. And if that's the case for you, that's that's great. I being a mom is the best thing that's ever happened to me. But it's hard in the early weeks when you're not getting sleep or you know even in the first year and they're waking up at night and your body is, you know, weird and doesn't bounce back as quickly as you thought it would and and you're not sure you're doing things right. That's a pretty common response. And so if you need support, if you need encouragement during that time, ask for it. And if you don't have anybody in your, you know, local circle of friends or family, then then call me. Send me an email. I'll give you my phone number. You can call me and I'll talk with you about it because I, you know, I'm long past the days of having babies, but I remember what it was like. 
Um, when it feels like, you know, productivity is a dirty word. There's no way that I'm ever going to get anything done. I barely get out of my pajamas. <laughs> and and uh, so I, I guess I would just say, be encouraged, give yourself grace. You're probably doing better than you think you are. But if you need support and encouragement, ask for it. And if you don't have anybody else around to help you, call me. I would be honored and happy to help. So those are some thoughts I had about productivity for new moms. Again, remembering that productivity is not just about checking things off your to-do list. It's not about getting all the stuff done. It's about getting the right things done. And when you've got a new baby, the right things are generally going to be taking care of yourself and your baby and, and, you know, enjoying that time, making the most of that time with the new baby. So I've shared a few of my tips, but what do you think? What, for those of you who have been through this phase of life, who are in this phase of life, what, what questions did I not answer? How can I uh, maybe gather some resources to help you uh, make this adjustment and get through this time of your life? If you have been through this stage of life, if you're no longer, you don't consider yourself a new mom anymore, what are your best tips for new moms to help them make the best of that first year of their baby's life? I would love to hear them because I've shared kind of my experience and what I've thought from what I've gone through, but I know this community has lots and lots of ideas and lots of resources. So share your tips, your stories of life as a new mom. You can share those in the comments section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 189 or post a comment or question either on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. Let's have a conversation about this, about what it's really like, uh, the awesomeness and the struggles of being a new mom and how we can make the awesomeness a little more prevalent than the struggles. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, as always, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I want to say a special thank you to someone who recently shared a very nice review of the podcast in iTunes, Sharon from Liverpool says, thank you, Laura. I've been listening to your podcast for a few months. You open a variety of learning opportunities to me. I use and adapt many of the ideas you speak about to fit my life. I honestly enjoy listening to you and the many interesting guests you speak to, hearing how other women manage their busy lives. I believe I'm a better person because of your show. I love that you're so open and accessible to us. You encourage us that even on our best days to give it our best shot, but if it doesn't reset itself, we can always try again tomorrow. I try to show and extend grace throughout my life to myself and others. And that's awesome. That was, um, thank you so much, Sharon. I appreciate those kind words. And uh, I always appreciate hearing from listeners who think the show is worth listening to. A reminder that if you want me to, if you have any questions for me for the Ask Me Anything episode coming up in July, get those questions to me. Either email them to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or leave a voice message by clicking on the button on the website or the Facebook page. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I am so grateful to you for spending the this time with me. 
I hope you found something in this episode that's helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, as always, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.